You're a busy provider trying to stay current with the latest HIV testing, prevention, and treatment guidelines, and your pockets are overflowing with note cards. You need a convenient, trustworthy source for HIV testing, treatment, prevention, and care protocols. All healthcare professionals have a role in stopping HIV. Introducing HIV Care Tools from the AIDS Education and Training Center program. The HIV Care Tools mobile app is simple, free, and fully functional offline or online. It features quick guides for HIV prevention, screening, testing, diagnosis, and treatment. HIV Care Tools provides common clinical calculators used in HIV management and provide validated screening tools for comorbidities such as depression, substance use disorders, and PTSD. And if you need clinician-to-clinician consultation, HIV Care Tools provides one-touch access to free clinical consultation services by a multidisciplinary team of experts. Take us with you. Download HIV Care Tools today. Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Braitman. Today, we're back with John Farragon to talk about the CDC HIV stats that were recently updated and include some new, useful information for healthcare providers. Thanks for being here as always, John. Yeah, thanks, Mariano. So, John, let's dive in. What do we need to know about these updates? Yeah, so uh, again, you know, thanks for having me here today, Mariana, to talk about this. So I think um, many of you who do HIV work are probably aware that the CDC has HIV statistics that are released on a regular basis, usually annually. Um, and uh, the 2019 uh, data was just recently updated. Um, and so what I'd like to do is, uh, you know, today is really kind of cover some of the key points um, on, and highlight them here. Uh, but I really do encourage people to take a look at the full report. Um, there's actually some new ways that they have listed um, uh, infections in the United States too. It also it, it incorporates uh, people who may be uninfected as well. So it's almost like a, a, um, a, a basically gives you the percentage of people who are undetectable in, in your individual state, but based on the number of people that may not have been diagnosed. So <clears throat> I think there's a lot of different ways that they kind of presented the data this year, which I think is good. So I encourage you, if you're somebody who does presentations, obviously these slides are really crucial for an update for your for your PowerPoint presentations, but um, you know the information is, is very good. And there are some new slides in there that are a little bit different. So um, the first thing that everybody wants to know is what about new infections? So in 2019, there were 36,801 people diagnosed with HIV in the United States. And um, this represents, uh, you know, at least from, 2015 to 2019, a decrease of about 9%. Um, so again, when you think about that, right, it's not really a huge reduction uh, in, in new HIV infections. I, I would have expected that to be higher with the use of PrEP, but I think it really just goes after what we have to continue to do is hammer this, um, this use of PrEP um, story home for people. Um, of those patients, 69% were among gay and bisexual men, um, 23% among, among heterosexuals, and 7% were among injection drug users. Um, you know, while these numbers are a reduction, you know, I think really those, uh, those goals for, for the, and the uh, HIV epidemic, the EHE planning is uh, 95, 88 new infections by 2025 and 3000 by 2030 for the new diagnosis. So, you know, in the next four years, we'd have to go from 36,000 down to under, under 10,000. <clears> so again, I think there was a lot, there's a big gap and still, 
uh, a lot of work. It doesn't mean that the work that we're doing isn't working, right? But I think we just need to really continue to hammer home the issues of, of prep and um, treatment as prevention, and making sure we keep people link, linked up, linked up to care. I think is really really the key piece. So it sounds like the majority are among gay and bisexual men. Yeah. So that's um that's always been uh, for the most part, you know, since I've been doing HIV, that's always been the um, the uh, um, you know, just to be clear how they do this, they, they basically ask a person's risk, like, what is your risk? What was your risk for HIV? And people self-report this. So, you know, this is, a, that's the most common self-reporting risk that people, people list on, um, you know, as well as how they got um, HIV infection. So that's an important piece too, that is self-reporting. Some people can actually have multiple things that there could be somebody who's a heterosexual who uses HIV drugs could be somebody who's bisexual and uses injection drugs as well. So you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of um, a lot of combinations that can happen have actually occur. So if we look at um, some subpopulations, I think are, are important. And I think if we look at um, male to male sexual contact for for white patients, it's about 5,800 for Latino, uh, Hispanic or Latino or Latinx uh, male to male sexual contact, it's about 7,800. For men, and then for for black or African American male to male sexual contact, it's about ninety one hundred. So if you add all of those people, all of those patients up, um, you know it's um, it's probably about twenty four or twenty five thousand people um, for sexual male to male sexual contact for blacks, Hispanic, Latinx, and also uh, white male to male sexual contact. For for African American women, uh, heterosexual contact would be the most common common number. That's around thirty four seventy three for women. Uh, black African uh, American heterosexual contact for men is around 1600 heterosexual Hispanic woman or Latinas is 1147 and then white women for heterosexual contact is about 954. So clearly um, your, your, your comment, Mariana, that, you know, the majority are among gay and bisexual men, that's clearly the case. And, and if you look at black African American male to male sexual contact, that's the largest number of new infections uh, came from, um, from from those populations. <clears throat> and then Hispanic Latinx is next, and then white male-to-male sexual contact is, is third. So again, large numbers of men uh, having sex with men who are getting uh, infected with HIV still, still um, uh, so I don't want to say driver of the epidemic, it's not the people, it's the, it's the activities uh, that uh, men having sex with men, with, oftentimes without prep, um, may potentially be be driving some some of the some of these numbers. What about breaking it out by age? Yeah, so this is another important piece too. I think if you look at, um, I, I I I usually lump the thirteen to twenty four year olds and the twenty five to thirty four year olds together, and that usually winds up being over fifty percent of new infections, and that's the same for this year as well. So there are about seventy six hundred uh, patients, thirteen to twenty four, and then there was about a little over thirteen thousand from 25 to 34, and then the rest of them, 35 to 44, 45 to 54, and then 55 and older kind of go down as you, as you get older. So the 13 to 24 and 25 to 34 year old group, I think is the group that we need to continue to focus on for interventions for PrEP, treatment as prevention, you know, even, even condom use as well uh, for, for other, other modes of modes of production if people are not on PrEP. Now these, these are all um, really important, I think, um, 
I think things that make us make us really kind of look at the patients we have in our clinic and in our in our uh, look at our population who's getting infected and realizing that it's it's actually younger people are the big drivers of the, of the epidemic still, and especially that twenty five to thirty four year old group is thirteen thousand new infections, and that's really a piece a, a piece of the puzzle. I think we still have to kind of crack to figure out, you know, what do we need to do to to make sure we're reaching those patients with prep and and and, and messages about you equals you, and also messages about you know HIV prevention and also treatment as prevention. So John, a group that we as an AATC focus on are the transgender population. Was there any data about that group of people? Yeah, so this actually does get looked at as well. Um, and in 2019, transgender people accounted for, for only 2% or 670 roughly of the 36,801 new diagnoses. Male to male, um, uh, sorry, male to female transgender uh, uh, population accounted for 2% of the new diagnoses are 625. And then female to male transgender population accounted for less than 1%, uh, 46 of the new HIV diagnoses. Now remember, this is all self-identified, right? So there may be somebody who, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not clear how all of this data is collected, but you, you just know that there is a chance for probably potentially for a significant underreporting uh, for, for people who may not identify as transgender um, and, and may just identify as gay or bisexual in, in, in some of these demographics that, that we're looking at. So that's an important piece too, um, to, to realize. But again, uh, you know, it, it is at least acknowledged and, and looked at in the guidelines. And I think that's what, what we try to do as an ATC, right? To make sure that, that, that all patients who have HIV, regardless of what their risk is and regardless of whether they're transgender or not, that they're included in the, in the numbers, including in the studies, and we, you know, we try to make sure that 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 actually is a big piece of what we uh, what we do. So they are um, so patients who are transgender are actually identified here in these uh, in these new uh, new numbers from the CDC. Was there any more specific information about gay and bisexual men and race <clears throat> and ethnicity? Yeah, so I kind of alluded to this already, but clearly, uh, Black and African American populations. Uh, uh, um, was the largest number, 37% of the new infections, Hispanic, Latino, 32%, white patients were 25%. This is, um, um, this is kind of as a, as a whole, um, but, you know, clearly multiracial Asian, also uh, American Indian or Alaska native uh, also are included and even native Hawaiian and other Pacific Islanders are also, also included in some of this data. Um, so I think it's, it's interesting to see kind of the, the layout for by race and ethnicity as far as who, who these, um, who, who these patients are and helps us again to, to tailor our interventions to, to those individual populations for, uh, for HIV prevention and, 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 and treatment. What about heterosexual men and women? Yeah. So men and women, uh, who report heterosexual contact again, continue to be affected by HIV in 2019. It was about 8,600. Uh, so about 20, about 25% roughly of the new diagnoses that occurred in, in the U S heterosexual men, um, with 7% heterosexual women of the women, uh, heterosexual women accounted for 16% of, of the new diagnoses. So um, again, when you think about how sex happens, right, and, and, and your risk, right, so we talk about this a lot of times in, in trying to talk about HIV prevention, about how, how patients have sex, right, but if you're, if you're a woman, right, tech, you know, if someone, if you're having sex with somebody, if you think about how fluid exchange happens during sex, right, Women, women are often at high risk for requiring HIV from their heterosexual male partners um, just, by, just by how, how sex happens. Um, insertive 
receptive anal or receptive vaginal sex, you know, is, is really some of the highest, some of the highest risk of, of acquiring HIV versus, uh, versus people who may be actually insertive, uh, you know, insertive, insertive, insertive vaginal sex. So for women, you know, it, it's usually going to be receptive vaginal sex. And, and that's, that's why there's a, a, a large number, 16% of new diagnoses come from, from that population. So an important piece for prevention for women, right, for PrEP. And I don't think we talk enough about women uh, getting, getting uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis and even some of the drugs that are not indicated in women. Um, you know, for example, the SCOBY is not, but Truvada is for prevention. So these are all things I think we have to continue to, to think about and, and, and work on. But overall, about 12% of the, of the infections occurred in heterosexual patients. John, what do these updates tell us about people who inject drugs? Yeah, so um, basically men who inject drugs um, uh, and then women who in- inject drugs, uh, the trends by sex, there's actually higher rates of, of HIV uh, from 2015 to 2019 in women who inject drugs. That was up 7%. It was about the same number, around 1,500 for men who inject drugs. But know that the numbers, uh, at least by trend-wise, it was higher in women who inject drugs. Two groups that come to mind when talking about this are the Black African-American population and the Hispanic Latino population. What do we need to know about those demographics? Yes, so Black African-American patients accounted for 42%, so almost almost half of the patients uh, are the the new infections, 15,305 of the new HIV diagnoses, uh, and 13, uh, uh, but they're only... um, the Black African American population in general is only 13% of the total population, but it accounted for 42% of the new HIV diagnoses. So when we talk about um, Black and African American patients having a, a disproportionately higher rate of HIV infection, these are real numbers when we look at, at these numbers from CDC, because we know what the population is overall, and we know that it's 13%, and it's roughly almost three times that number, it's over three times that number uh, for the percentage of people who are Black African American who, who are acquiring HIV. So again, designing our interventions, I've said it every, every, every single time we talk about it, but um, then Hispanic, Latin, Latinx, about 18% of the population accounted for almost twice that number, a little under twice that number at, eight, at 29% of the new HIV diagnosis. Again, disproportionately affecting, uh, affecting that population. So that's really an important piece as well. Finally, John, what should we know about regional distribution? Yeah, so Marianne, thanks for asking this. And this is another important piece. I think that's there again. Um, I urge you all to go back and look at all the data. There's a wealth of it there, but uh, clearly the, the, the South uh, is about uh, um, the, the largest number of, of patients are coming from the South and the South covers essentially um, uh, essentially like, you know, kind of like DC uh, in down into Florida and out over to Texas um, and kind of cuts across the country there. So, you know, that's the South. Uh, Northeast is 9.4, Midwest is seven and, and, and the West is 9.2. So the, the, the number of patients is not evenly distributed, distributed at all. In the South, there's a higher number of, of people who are getting HIV infected. And then close to that is the Northeast and the, and, and the West, uh, which also includes uh, Hawaii and Alaska. And then there's also the U.S. In, uh, the dependent areas are 11.2. And again, as you know, we cover some of those areas as well with, with the islands. We also cover... Uh, uh, cover Puerto Rico as well. So I think that's the most important thing. And, and when you look at the CDC, the EHE plan, and where the zip codes are, right, that are the biggest number of HIV infections are coming from certain zip codes in certain states, a lot of those are in the South. So clearly the South remains a, a main focus for uh, for the EHE plan. So working on uh, is ongoing to change this hopefully in the future. 
Before we wrap up, can you tell folks a little bit about knowledge of status and what that means? Yeah, so I think the most important thing here is, is it's one of the six uh, ending the HIV epidemic indicators. And we want to make sure that people know their status. You know, basically, it, prefer, it refers to the estimated number of people who have already received an HIV diagnosis. And you know, we all have an HIV status, right? It's either really HIV infected or not. And, you know, I think to find out, I think it's really important. And, you know, we need to talk to people about testing and making sure that testing is happening on a regular basis and, and in high risk groups, probably even annually, if, if not even more frequently. But increasing that estimated percentage of people with HIV who've received that diagnosis um, uh, to 95% by 2025 and remain stable at 95% by 2030 is our, is our one of our main goals of any of the epidemic. So we really want to make sure this happens um, ha happens for people. So in 2019, there was an estimated uh, just under 1.2 million people had HIV. But the problem is that for every 100 people with HIV that had it, only 87, uh, only 87 knew their HIV status. So it tells us that 87% of, of people know their status. And there's other people that are walking around with HIV by the estimates and by, you know, they can look at this epidemiologically to show that there's probably a lot, a significant number of people and here it's about 13% walking around with HIV infection, not really realizing that they have it. So if they're sharing, um, you know, for example, if they're, if they're having unprotected sex or they're sharing needles and not using safe, you know, clean works, these are all risks for transmission to other people. So it's really, really in, in, in an important piece. And as it relates to viral suppression, yeah, so obviously it's important for people to know their status, but also making sure they're getting meds to treat HIV. Uh, but again, just know that um, if you look at for every 100 adults and adolescents diagnosed in 2019, only about 76% had received some HIV care. Um, only 58% were retained in care. And they estimate that about 66% overall are biologically suppressed. This is kind of across the country. Now, biologic suppression rates are always kind of this tricky thing where some people will say, well, you know, my clinic is 95% undetectable. And that, that may be true, but when you look in your area, when you have people that are undiagnosed and you include them, then when you include people who may not have actually had two viral loads or the way that the CDC, you know, defines it, it kind of, it kind of reduces your, your numbers a little bit. So overall in the U.S. it's 66%. I'm sure there's places that are higher, uh, but again, we, we know that this is not always, this is always the case in, um, in, in every single city. So if you're in one of those cities that's more difficult, with more difficult to treat patients, those numbers are not, are not going to be that good not going to be that good. I think the, the biggest concern here is that we still have um, 16,000 deaths among people uh, diagnosed with HIV. And these deaths really can be from any cause, but again, it's, it's over just under 16,000 deaths every um, in, in, in 2019, which is obviously a big concern. John, thanks so much for joining us today and telling us all about the updates to these important CDC guidelines. We always want to make sure that healthcare providers are up to date on the latest HIV information. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about NICA AETC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nicaaetc.org. That's www.necaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nicaaetc.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at nicaaetc.org. Stay safe and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know.
This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.